Today we have a quick episode for you guys, and without further ado, let's get to it. Hello, and welcome to Down the Wormhole. I'm Joshua Weinberg. I'm guesting again, uh, Daniel Ashton Jr., DJ Blue. I'm Zachary Miller, and uh, we're joined again by Mike as always, but uh, why are you wearing a lab coat and PPE today, Mike? Um, well, uh, you know, first of all, safety is always important when, you're, when you're being judged by other people. Um, <laughs> yes. And I'd just like to open up quickly with the college pro tip of the day, and that is, uh, if you've been put on a group project, that's your professor's way of giving you a vacation, so you don't have to do any of the work. And after today's experiment, you might not want to. Because we're going to be talking about human behavior and thought processes. Processes? I think it's a word. It's close enough to a word. We're engineers, not English majors. Yes, we are. We're not engineers yet. So uh, what we're going to be what we're going to be investigating today is something that I've been thinking about for a very long time. This was an idea first put forth on NPR's Car Talk with uh, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers. And they posed this question over a decade ago. Do two people who don't know what they're talking about know more or less than one person who doesn't know what they're talking about? An interesting question. An interesting question. So, if presented with information, let's say limited information... Okay. Can one person better deduce something about that information than two people viewing right. the same information? Okay. And we are going to try that today. Because I look to my left and I see one person who has no idea what they're talking about. And I look to my right and I see two people who have no idea what they're talking about. I would like to point out that that is basically my entire life. That explains the lab equipment. We're your guinea pigs today, aren't we? How can you be sure that we don't know what we're talking about? You know, I th- there's no way I can be 100% sure. However, I'm pretty damn sure. <laughs> All right, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. So Mike, Mike knows our wealth, our pool of knowledge quite well. Uh, yeah, I know your puddle of knowledge. That's fair. I like it. Well, guess I'm crying myself to sleep tonight. And that's why I'm wearing a lab coat and uh, these protective goggles is to, you know, shield myself from burns like that. (laughs) Safety first, always, when being judged by other people. Now, we have a link to the video that is going to contain uh, what Mike has decided to show us. And that will be provided in the episode description, so you, the listener, all one of you, can observe it. (laughs) So you, the listener, can observe the video as we observed it, or you can actually even attempt this experiment with your friends. And if you do, feel free to send us the data points you get. We'd love to have more data. We do have a contact contact us section. Words are hard. <laughs> yes, what, I, yes I too can use the words. Thank and, you. and once we learn how to read, we'll definitely love to hear your feedback. <laughs> now, that? I uh, previously sat down with DJ and uh, performed the experiment. So, uh, why don't uh, you, the listener, uh, see that now? And then we'll come back and see how it goes over with two people who don't know what they're talking about. Can't wait. Oh. 
I'm here with DJ Ashton, and Hello. we're about to view the video. So if I could figure out how to navigate this. You ready, sir? I am ready. All right, and here we go. Intro. Thank you. What is, what is it? it? Okay. All right, I am seeing what looks like two wheels with something connecting them so they are moving in synchronization traveling in a direction uh it appears to be yeah moving to the side moving, increasing in speed there is a big dust cloud around it it seems to be not quite turning as much as it is coming off of balance and therefore shifting in direction uh heavily wobbling now i think part of it's on fire uh this looks like footage of a boat uh, it is a boat and this thing is now coming off of the boat all right Okay, alright, I'm seeing what looks like thrust propellants on these wheels. What is it? And that is the question, sir. What is it? You now have five context questions you can ask me. When was that footage taken? 1943, 43. during the Second World War. I was about to say, that is the Second World War. It is. Second World War. Um... Trying to make sure I make these questions count, so give me a moment. <laughs> Absolutely. Which side of the war? This was, this was the British. This was the British. Yes, it was. It was the Allies. Okay. Something tells me I don't get to ask, was there something inside that thing holding the two wheels together? <laughs> oh, no, you can ask that. There's a very large amount of explosives okay. in that barrel. All right, I am formulating my ideas. Let's see. Now, I imagine... That was test footage. Yes, it was. That was test footage. That was not successful run footage. That was test footage. That was test footage, that yes. Test footage. Perhaps a better question would be, is there successful is footage? There, is there a successful run footage? Because that didn't look very effective. <laughs> I'll give that, to, give that one to you, and the answer to that is no. All right, all right. Uh, I figured if there was an easy way to find a successful footage, you would know about what it is. This wouldn't be a very good challenge. Um, uh, let me see. All right. We'll give you one more question. I get one more question. And we're going to have to hurry this up. Yeah, we're going to have to hurry this up. So, one more question. I am at a loss. I'm aptly described this question. Um, that's intended to be water to land, land mass type device. Yes. That is a, Goes for lack of a better description, it is a, it is a marine yes, type it device. Yes, it is meant to go from the water to the to, land. To the, Alrighty, and now I'm going to I have set 60 the seconds to determine how it to, works. To reason, th to reason through, you know, what it is and just a shot at what it's supposed to do. So let me just pull this timer May up I here. May I see the timer as it is going? Yes, you can. Thank Ready, you. set, go. So what I think we're looking at here is some sort of mechanism intended to clear the beaches so that we can more effectively get soldiers from the boats onto the beaches. Let's not mince words here. I've seen some D-Day footage. That shit was terrifying. They made a whole sequence out on Saving Private Ryan. So with that in mind, what I'm seeing there is you already said it's got explosives in it. Yes, it does. And I'm seeing rocket propellers spinning those wheels, okay. which would uh, basically form in such a way that it can travel from water into land rather... Uh, Autonomously, You just let that thing go, it starts rolling, and then either after a fixed amount of time or upon a certain kind of impact, I imagine it would explode. So what I'm uh, reasoning that is meant to be is a, in the way that we have surface-to-air missiles, it was a water-to-surface uh, explosive okay, device. Okay, 15 seconds left. Why do you think it failed? Uh, explosive power didn't quite uh, cut out what they that were was, looking for, or they was, were... That's not it. 
they were ineffective at doing the job that they were intended to do. Yes. Why? Three seconds. One word. Uh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot is, of reasons why something could be time. bad at its job, and that's just it. It, it was bad. It, Already, it was bad. Wasn't, well, wasn't that, good. Uh, that'll do it for us right now. I'm gonna go get the others. And... So, DJ, you've done yours now. Mm-hmm. Our turn. Our turn. Considering wow, we're going to do I'm, terrible. Considering I as I have so. see, already seen this, I'm just going to sit in and keep my mouth shut and see how things shake down. All right, sounds good. All right, let me to make sure, hold on, just make sure my lab coat is on your prop. Okay, and uh, the helmet and uh, DJ, you got that fire extinguisher ready? Right here, buddy. All right. Perfect. All right, and it's our turn. Let's go. Gentlemen, are you ready? Indeed. Indeed. Okay, I just want to make sure that I have the timer all ready to go, and here we go. What is this? Oh my... What, what are you seeing? Okay, okay so, so... I see that drum with... Uh, paddles on it? Pa- wheels on the side we, of a they drum. They have rockets on them. It's rockets that's spinning it. Yeah, that's, that, that's what I'm seeing here. It, is it... it I, I'm just... Okay, so this is clearly. I have no. Okay, no, I think I think I might know what this is for. So it's got rockets that's basically turning what amounts to a, a giant, giant steel wheel. Well, to... well, well, gentlemen, uh, that ends that. Uh, All right. Ends the video. You now have five context questions. I'll ask you to context. Ask you right, pretty pretty quick. I have here. one. So. Is it for military application? Yes, it is. Okay, I think I know what it is. Okay. Do you uh, need your four, did you yes, need your four um, questions? Um, it, we need to be able to reason through this. That's part uh, of the experiment, right? It is. Like it is. Yeah, so but that's what, that's what your 60 the, seconds are for. Questions the, only, please. Um, you get a question. Is it, me- is it spinning that way so it can get over something easily? Like with, with Not necessarily. Yeah. Um, We're trying to figure out its purpose, right? Yeah. yeah. Is it for moving cables? No, it is not. No. Okay. No. All right. Is it actually rockets powering it, like fireworks? Yes, those are rockets. Okay, those are rockets, and it's Final made, question. made of steel, right? Or a metal? Yes, it's made of metal. All right. All right. Uh, there we go. You and I have 60 seconds to try and figure out what this so thing is. What do you is. think this is for? I think Time's what going. it's for is it's for launching off boats before they storm them to either clear, clear landmines or basically... Is it a land anchor? No, no, no. It's not an anchor of any sort. They just launch it onto the beach, and what it does is clear landmines or basically cause the enemy to freak out and panic. Is it really just a a, a scare wheel? (laughs) Is it a scare (laughs) wheel? wheel? Um, Um, I think it's more for clearing something. I I cannot fathom what this thing is for. All right. um, I'm going to go with... 20 seconds remaining. 20 seconds remaining. Come on, guys. You can do better than this. A, mi- a mi- minesweeper from a ship? Apparently, apparently not. Um, no, uh, it's a... Uh, I never said it wasn't a minesweeper. Oh, that's fair. Um, Three seconds, two... I'm going to go with minesweeper. One. Minesweeper uh, or scare uh, wheel? Is that your final answer? I don't think we have any idea what it is. Minesweeper scare wheel. I'm a little wheel. surprised. I think I did... 
I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think I got a bit closer based on your reaction to me relative to theirs. And now we come to the analysis, and we'll begin with first by saying what it is and right, what, what is it's it? meant to do. That device was developed by the British during the Second World War in 1943, and it is called the Great Panjandrum. Hmm. What? It is the Great Panjandrum. And okay. what it is physically is a essentially a steel barrel filled with a large amount of explosives it's mounted a grenade. to two wheels God powered by rockets. This thing would be launched from landing craft onto the beaches of D-Day, theoretically, to clear out large concrete barricades 10 feet tall and 7 feet thick. There are enough explosives in that barrel to blow through that concrete. For obvious reasons, it was never used or deployed in combat. Because it can't go straight. It can't go straight. It fell over. At one point, one of the rockets shot off and was chased by a dog. And for being a secret weapon, the British decided it was a good idea to test it on a public beach in full view of... A bunch of people. A bunch of people, yes. So now we come to what you guys thought. Now, DJ, mm-hmm. DJ got closer than you guys. Okay. How much? What did you say? Really, I think what I what it came down to is my third know. question or so was, am I allowed to ask what's inside of that barrel? And his answer was a high amount of explosives. See, yeah, you asked the and right context I, question. Once it, once it was, we oh, didn't there's explosives in there. Right. And my first two questions were, uh, when was this footage taken? And the answer was World War II. I, I figured that. And based the follow-up question being, uh, which side of the war was this footage from? The answer being the British. I was like, this is to. Cl-. I thought it was to clear out people on the beach. I wasn't yeah. thinking fortresses, but I was thinking, I've seen D-Day footage. It was it, it was awful. So let's see if we can get those guys off that beach without our guys on the beach. And in a way, you were close with that concept with your scare wheel, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's a massive that, scare that, Honestly, that One of the biggest jobs been... of a soldier is to not be scared in those situations. <laughs> I highly so... disagree. Uh, that's yeah, fair. That thing come flying at you? Yeah. Uh, to, uh, uh, in a way, you're right, but if I'm a British military general, a dead enemy soldier is much better than a scared enemy soldier. That's I fair. beg to differ. You see, it's hearts and minds we're after. Hearts and minds. <laughs> they were Nazis. Hearts and minds. We and that to tear is them why the scare wheel was cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> and replaced with the doom wheel. <laughs> so, for some, for like some I said, it was never, uh, I, I never wanna, deployed. I want to say, I think DJ... Definitely thought a bit more critically than we did. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, Scare guys. Wheel I guess two heads aren't better than one. Scare wheel was not our best guess. I think what we need now are more test subjects. Yeah, we do oh, need a larger actually, sample size. There, there is, uh, there, there is a theory um, that was put forth originally in the uh, in the NPR car talk that this kind of the the theory behind this like that people will. Back each other up, and that inherently leads to the the uh, either a uh, more right, either a more right or significantly more wrong answer. Yes, yeah. the, yes. The reassurance of wrong assumptions, if that I makes imagine. sense, which is exactly I what we make, did. I want to yes. make my prediction: if we were to test this a lot and get enough data to actually make you know graphs and stuff, we could 
my prediction here is that this would be a very interesting pattern where the single subjects are right more often, but they're not as right as the double subjects who do get it right, but less often. For instance, if we were to somehow That's, measure... Uh, can, can that be said any less stupid? So, I think well, no, I th so, like, if we had a way to measure <laughs> levels of correctness... Yeah, we exactly. yeah, like, I, I don't know here. how you would do that with this. I mean... You'd need it to I be I mean, it's, come on, subjective. guys. It's a spinning rocket. It's can, a spinning I, I rocket wheel a, bomb. I can think of a system. It's a spinning rocket wheel bomb. We don't really have a way to quantize this. However, with a single with a single person, yeah. the you know right versus wrong probably sit right on the fifty percent mark, and it'll be kind of a bell curve. Yeah, but as you'd expect. With with more people, I th I think you're right. It would be kind of the opposite you'd where have, you have it would be inverted with more on right, the right inverted bell curve where you have people that are much more wrong or much more right. But you you don't get yes. the sort of. So now we come back to the fundamental question: Do two people who don't know what they're talking about know more or less than one person? So in who this case, know what they're talking about. They in have this... a lower chance. They have a lower chance of getting it. No, no, no. We can't say anything for no. sure. Well, I, in I this think specific as, as the, case, as this specific the, case, as the perpetrator of this experiment. <laughs> that is the only word for what you that are. That is the yeah, only word for really, that's what yes. perpetrator. As the perpetrator of this experiment, I can say that in this is instance, one person knew more than two people. Indeed. Okay. So long as they have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. Two heads at aren't always better than one. How, how mad would you have been if you showed us and you like, I know what that is. <laughs> I was kind of afraid I, I that would happen. Been, there's a chance of it. There's always a chance There's of that always a chance. How would, you, how would you have reacted to this? Would we have just not had an episode? Yeah, I, <laughs> I feel like we would have let down our fan. There would have been... <laughs> yeah, that's there would have accurate. been many expletives and a lot of cleaning in the <laughs> house, right? <laughs> oh, yes. I would have had to find some other ridiculous military contraption. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I was plenty. curious about, the nature of the thing you found that you were so confident that none of the three of us knew what it was. But also, that was, you that were was what I was more curious about. But you were confident in enough of that you could judge our knowledge or lack thereof about it. Because I'm, I am not much you know, of a military person. No, no, I know I, but these guys definitely have conceptually more interested in military technology than I do, which is why I'm a little impressed with myself that I was able to get Honestly, it. Honestly, I, I spent most of my childhood studying uh, rocket-powered wheel death bombs. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. Of course. Clearly, I don't. Yeah, well, no, I do, in fact, but I was just lying for everything, of course. Well, you've completely invalidated the results of this mock experiment. <laughs> and I think pseudoscience is all this can be called. Yeah. No, 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 it can be called a data point. One data point in what should be a sea of many. Yes, but we no, don't have yeah. the resources Pseudo or time. Pseudoscience is something where you use past information to get the to confirm things. You use science to disconfirm things. Yeah. Guys, I don't know what you're talking about. I think this is completely serious. I mean, I wore the lab coat and everything. Yeah. 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 It's pretty impressive. It's... Honestly, we came home to him with beakers on the living room table. This experiment doesn't even involve chemicals, and he had a mask on. Mike Burritinsky, hey, the science guy. <laughs> Come on, I don't guys. think that's going to catch on. Safety first. Yeah. Gotta have the PPE. In 100% of accidents in which the people weren't wearing protective equipment... They weren't wearing their protective equipment. Indeed. Just let that figure sink. And on that bombshell, 
<laughs> Speaking of bombshell. <laughs> uh, sorry, Top Gear. Sorry for ripping that. <laughs> well, so Ready. I think we've concluded between these three people. Um, one, as of right now, with within, one data point, we know that one person who doesn't know no what they're talking about knows more than two people who don't know what they're talking about. I'm Zachary Miller. I'm Joshua Weinberg. I'm Mike Bartinsky. I'm DJ Ashton. Thank, Thank you. you for watching. Or listening. There was watching involved in this one. Have a good night. <laughs>